Broadcasting from a remote corner of the front office of Grave Diggers Local 16, it's Six Foot Plus, the podcast of music and more for those who like it spooky. So, you want to visit a haunted house, hmm? I think I have one that should suit you, that is, if you dare follow me. You will? Fine. Shall we go, then? Ah, here we are at the door. Happy haunting. door, find a seat, kick up your feet, and turn white as a sheet for another edition of Six Foot Plus. Thank you for downloading this episode of the show that shines the light on the cobweb-covered genres of music like psychobilly, horror punk, demented surf, and whatever else might be kicking around in the attic. New episodes every Friday over at sixfootplus.com, on iTunes, and wherever else you can download a podcast. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode, but if you want to be thorough, sign up for the Six Foot Plus Dispatch. I shoot you a weekly email telling you to download things, and I often include extra links in there as well. If you want to chit-chat with me during the week, head on over to facebook.com slash sixfootplus or see what photos get thrown up on Instagram at sixfootpluspodcast. But for some conversation, it's Twitter at sixfootplus. That's the number six. F-T-P-L-U-S. I'm Strange Jason, host, curator, and the guy speaking into the microphone right now. Thanks for joining me for this week's show. We don't have a theme, just some good music and some good discussion about what's on our abnormal minds. We'll get into music from White Blackula, Anti-World, Surfing Wombats, and more. Monster Matt Patterson will try to scare B&B the place out but find himself out of a house and home in another edition of the Monster Mat Minute. And this week, copies of the new Phenomenauts album hit the streets. I got my hands on one of them, and we'll talk about it in another installment of Six Things. I don't speak Russian, so I had to rely on Google's Translate feature to find out that one of my favorite bands, Romero's Nation, released a follow-up EP to their self-titled album. The EP is called The Heritage, and it's a five-song tribute to George Romero. They have songs about his lesser-known movies like The Crazies, Hungry Wives, and even There's Always Vanilla. That's his romantic comedy. (laughs) It's amazing, and I really like this band. It's a shame we're coming to another Cold War, so there won't be any way to really see them live, but Romero's nation will always be welcomed, just not by the State Department here. (laughs) If you want the EP for yourself, Yeah, you're going to have to navigate the Russian internet for it. It's free, though, and it's worth it. If you want to know what you're going to get, 
Here now, the song Martin by Romero's Nation. People trying to stop your cut.
this is Mitch Markowitz at FearFest 2013. I'm here representing the hilarious House of Frightenstein. I was the associate producer, head writer, and super hippie. Also, the last will and testament of Rosalind Lee. My part on that was key, and my expression in the film was, close your eyes, close your eyes, close your eyes. You're listening to Six Foot Plus. Everybody should be. Song by White Blackula, She Comes in Cobwebs, off of their new album. And before then, The Really Rottens with a cover of Monster Surfin' Time. By the time you hear this, Big Lazy has about, oh, I'd say two days left to raise the money on their Kickstarter campaign. It's to fund a new album. Big Lazy is this instrumental band with a distinct mix of twang, jazz, and creepiness. Founder Stephen Ulrich has reinvented the band, and the new album will capture this resurrected sound. 
The sound of Stephen Ulrich has been heard on many television series, most notably the series Bored to Death. So if you want that sinister western sexy noir sound that works both in the desert and on the street corner, you might want to go to Kickstarter and preemptively buy the next big lazy album. I'm sure they'd appreciate it. I know I would. If you want to know where exactly this sound came from, here now, a cut from the very first Big Lazy album. The song, Just Plain Scared. <laughs> turn your drab style into something supernatural? The twin power of VoodooSugar.com will put the magic back into your step. Pins, buttons, bags of all shapes and sizes, tees, stickers, magnets, and more. High quality, low prices. That's, that's for one. one. VoodooSugar.com. Cool swag for the living and living dead.
Haunted Highway by Beware the Dangers of a Ghost Scorpion, who have a new EP up on Bandcamp. Four songs, five bucks. It'll be released as a seven inch, eventually. Eventually. Eventually, we all wind up as dirt compacted until we're all slowly brought together, back as a singular point, infinitely smaller than a moat of dust. It's all one big pull of gravity, and this is clearly why I should not binge watch Cosmos anymore, and instead should just get on with it and introduce the Monster Mat Minute. Cool morning, maniacs! <laughs> yes, that's right. It is I, your fiend, your truly Monster Map Patterson, the man of a thousand bad monster jokes, hailing all the way from Mattelvania. <laughs> oh, jeez. Acor, get away from me. What are you doing with those instruments, you freak? Mister, I have a couple of calipers and a tape measure. I'd want to figure out the dimensions of your cranium. <laughs> and why? Uh, is it some kind of science project, you fiend? No, master. Uh, the World Cup soccer tournament is coming soon, and I was hoping to use your large skull for a, a fufuzala. <laughs> However, it is way too big, and I cannot use it. I don't have that kind of upper body strength to lift your fat head. <laughs> you know, Igor, why don't you go soak your head? You freak you. Anyways, uh, maniacs, these, these could be similar. Pay attention. Snoopy fought the Red Baron. Elky Summer fought Baron Blood. And Frozen Food fans sometimes fight with Red Baron Pizza. Hey, mister, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, how are they uh, related? What's the common thread? I don't eat them. I'll explain. One baron flies. One baron causes destruction. One baron's pizza is so tough, it makes your teeth fly out, causing destruction. <laughs> I caught part of the film Black Sabbath with Boris Karloff. The first story has a dead woman whose face is frozen. I can't tell if it's from fear or Botox. <laughs> or fear of your bad jokes, <laughs> mister, you nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Igor! Oh, you freak you. Uh, in Machete Kills, Machete, he doesn't tweet, he doesn't text. He does, however, wander around, totally scowling. Why? Did someone threaten to make him watch a sequel of The Howling? <laughs> In other news, you freaks and geeks and whatever else, uh, maniacs, this Sunday, I will be at Stellar Con in Chittawagagagaga, New York. It's uh, outside Buffalo, if you are unfamiliar. It's a comic book slash collectibles event. Should be fun for all the family. And also, attached to that is a uh, reunion of sorts of the local actors and actresses that were involved in Return to Nukem High, Volume 1, Volume 2. I'm in both. And so are a lot of my friends, which should be a blast. A blast. And finally, Maniacs, I have to say, uh, 
thank you each and every one of you that voted and lent your support. I won an award, believe it or not. Um, it's true. I won the award for Best Painter in the 2014 Art Voice Best of Buffalo Awards. I did make it to the top five last year, and this year I won. I still can't believe it. It happened a week ago, and uh, it really, really means uh, a ton. I mean, a super ton. I still haven't been able to fathom um, how you all managed to vote. <laughs> I thank you so much. I really am speechless, and uh, I hope to continue to put out some good work. If I ever did put out good work before, I don't know. But Maniacs, thank you so much. It meant a lot. And, uh, you know, congrats to all the winners and all the categories. There were some friends also from Return to Newcomb High that won for various things. Uh, best activist was Greg Henneman. He was in Return to Newcomb High. Uh, Arlo Price, he won in a tie. Uh, for best genre-defying person, and uh, he definitely is. Check him out. He's a real freak show on two feet. <laughs> Maniacs, I love you. You know I do. And until next time, Ouija Board wishes and cadaver dreams. Bye-bye. This has been the Monster Matt Minute with Monster Matt Patterson. Congratulations. You survived. For more from the man of a thousand bad monster jokes, follow Monster Matt on Twitter at number one Monster Matt. That's the number one Monster Matt. Keep track of Monster Matt's conventions appearances, his artwork, and info on his new book, Ha Ha Horror, over at his website, Ha Ha Horror, found online at hahahorror.com.
Captain Clegg and the Night Creatures with Creeps for Cushing. We'll talk more about Peter Cushing in a bit. Right now, we need to focus our attention on the capital of Earth, Oakland, and its native sons, the Phenomenauts. They have a new album out, so you know what that means. It's time for an edition of Six Things. The Phenomenauts are an Oakland-based band, one that incorporates elements of science and space into their music. Starting off with a foot more situated in the early forms of rock and roll, later releases have come out to be more new wave, more 70s punk. Escape Velocity is the first release from the Phenomenauts since 2010's Electric Sheep EP, a digital-only four-song release. The last proper full album from the band was 2008's For All Mankind. In the summer of 2013, the band conducted a fundraiser independent of the crowdsourced sites of Kickstarter or Indiegogo, raising enough to finance the recording and production of the new album. They even held a contest where fans could vote. Ultimately, the title Escaped Velocity was crowned the victor, and the finished product was released this week to those who donated to the fundraiser. So do the Phenomenauts escape Velocity on this, their most ambitious record, or does this album explode shortly after launch? Let's talk Escape Velocity. Number one, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Escape Velocity is the most complex, musically, album from the Phenomenauts. The blend of space themes and early rock that the band dubbed Rocket Roll that was created back on the first and second releases from the Phenomenauts, that being 2002's Rockets and Robots and re-entry in 2004, has changed significantly over the last few years to which the Phenomenauts are a much different band. Thus, Escape Velocity. This album leaves me conflicted. There's a song in the first record by the Phenomenauts, the, it's called Earth is the Best, where the different planets in our solar system are detailed by one of the Phenomenauts' lead singer, Commander Angel Nova. It's an infectious song that details the inhospitality of all the other nearby cosmic landscapes before extolling the virtues of our own planet. Earth is the best, because we can't breathe on Neptune and Mars takes twice as long to revolve around the sun. On this new record, Escape Velocity, the album opens up with the song, I don't care whether Earth is the best, I love it anyway. It's not so much an about face, since both songs talk about how Earth, though with its faults, is a great place to live and we should do what we can to take care of it. This new song initially hit me like it was supposed to replace the old one. I have some sentimental attachment to the old song and the old version of the Phenomenauts. While I'm fine that the band doesn't sound like it's used to, this brand new song off of the brand new album kinda hit me like a revision. It was slightly off-putting. The song that opens up this new album is akin to the special edition of the original Star Wars trilogy, something that was meant to replace the old version with new special effects. And much like the dejection that these revisions invoke in Star Wars fans, when I first heard this new song and its sorta of basic rhyming structure and its bombastic production, it kinda started the album on a down note for me. I thought, is this when I stop liking the Phenomenauts? Number two, Space is the Place. And then the next song starts, Infinity Plus One. And then I think of last year when another space-themed band released a new album. 
I heard the first song from Manor Astroman's new album, Defcom 54321, not on surfguitar101.com or punk news, but over at the AV Club. This was akin to hearing the song on commercial radio. To see this band that's often overlooked get some kind of, well, relative mainstream recognition. When I clicked play on the embedded Disintegrate, the song that followed was not a surf-themed instrumental arrangement that Man or Astro Man were known for in the past. Instead, it was a song powered by the vocals, one that could have been added to any modern-day indie rock sampler. It wasn't really unexpected. Not only has Manor Astroman had vocals on past songs, but this direction was noted on the build-up to the album, the Analog 7-inch recording series. But hearing the song, it was still different. Similarly, the phenomenons were shifting away from their rocket or robot sounds as soon as the second album, and the last one before Escape Velocity, the 2008 release for all mankind, was much more new wave, much more keyboard and synth focused. Much like Manor Astroman's DEFCOM, the Phenomenauts change of direction on Escape Velocity isn't a surprise. We all saw it coming. And like Manor Astroman, whose DEFCOM album was full of the band's signature instrumental sound, Escape Velocity contains the songwriting that made me like the band in the first place. And although it's not the twang rocket roll of the first album, the music on Escape Velocity is still pretty good, which leads me to Infinity Plus One. Number three, Under the Influence. Infinity Plus One is a great song. It really saved the album for me. Yeah, it's less rockets and robots and more Gary Newman. It's also a song that allows the music to breathe. The Phenomenauts have songs that are great for solos. I mean, if you go and see them, one of the more enjoyable aspects of the band's live show is when Commander Angel Nova, having shed his own guitar, Hugs either Jobot, or in this case, AR7 from behind to play the solo on the song Rocket Roll. But in Infinity Plus One, and on the album closer, Just One Earth, the band allows the song's arrangement to get out from under the vocals and take center stage. It's also interesting to note the nature of what cover songs are on each release. On the first album, the Phenomenauts covered Big Iron by Marty Robbins, and it's a Western ballad. This was, of course, in tune with the rock and roll sound of the band at the time. On For All Mankind, they did a Polecats cover, the 80s rockabilly song fitting in with the album's new wave 80s sound. On Escape Velocity, they covered Dear God by XTC. The sound and lyrical content matches perfectly with the rest of the songs on the album. And technically, the Phenomenauts even cover themselves, doing an updated version of 10,000 Light Years, which much like my issue with the first song on Escape Velocity, seems like the band is trying to replace itself with an updated version. Though I may be reading a little too deeply into it. Number four, a book by its cover. This is a bit of a superficial complaint, but it's a complaint about the superficial. <laughs> the release is very bare bones in the packaging with a just a simple digit pack. Compared to the last release, which was this elaborate fold-out into the shape of a rocket, Escape Velocity seems kind of pedestrian. And with the subject matter that the Phenomenauts sing about, it really helps to have a lyric sheet. And one's not present. Despite being a band that looks like a gimmick or a joke, the subject matter of the Phenomenauts' songs is anything but. 
Sure, they have songs about the quote-unquote cars and girls, but the Phenomenauts also sing as much, if not more, about the increasing anti-intellectual assault in America and across the world, especially in the face of growing scientific evidence that we're dooming ourselves in pursuit of greed and materialistic gains. Out of the 12 songs on Escape Velocity, seven of them address things like following religious dogma over scientific research, pursuing greed over preservation, or how the universe holds a great deal of promise, but only if we, as a species, don't destroy ourselves before we first get a chance to explore it. These are deep songs, and a lyric sheet would have been nice, so I could have delved deeper into the meaning. But maybe I need to pick up the vinyl. Number five, Enlist Today. This album seems to be more exploratory, if that's how you pronounce it. It explores more with different sounds, as the Phenomenauts employ more instruments on this recording than that of the past. There are saxophones and xylophones, a litany of keyboards, synthesizers, pianos, the band Judgment Day with their strings joins on the album closer, and there's something called a stand-down bass. A trademark of the bands as it looks like they actually invented and built the machine. This is played by Chief Engineer Adam Baum, who replaced Deck Chief Nick Wazar, who himself replaced the long-standing bassist Captain Krijos. There was a big change of the guard with the Phenomenauts between the last album. When Krijos left, so did Joe Bot 2.0 who was with the Phenomenauts since their second album. His interim replacement was FM Static of the Epoxies, who would then leave to go form the Blood Types, which I find funny because his departure allowed for new blood, specifically the introduction of AR7 and Ion Oclast. With these two new members, I assume came an injection of new ideas and sounds. The band has increased from a five to a six piece, and with it, the sound has increased as well. It is larger. Escape Velocity is a big record, with booming songs and layers upon layers of production. It doesn't sound overproduced, but it definitely takes a couple of listenings to hear every single aspect on this album. I don't know if this was just a natural progression of the band, but I do think the lineup change has certainly helped the Phenomenauts grow. Clearly, with Escape Velocity, the Phenomenauts are not letting anything limit their exploration. Number six, progress versus pettiness. I first saw the Phenomenauts back in 2005 when they went on tour with the Aquabats and the Epoxies. I was already a fan by then. I had picked up a used copy of Punk Rock Holocaust months before, this low-budget movie that featured the Phenomenauts. The band sort of helped me through a dark and depressing time. There's a video for the song The Year 2000 in Punk Rock Holocaust's special features and I would play it before going to work each morning to ward off a lot of confusion and misery about where exactly I was going with my life and what I was, or in reality, what I wasn't doing with it. I developed a bond with the album Rockets and Robots to the point that I might not have given the latter releases a fair chance. It's good to recognize your own biases, and I think mine were in full effect when I first listened to Escape Velocity. But after a few more goes at the album, it has grown on me. There's definitely enough here for old fans of the band with plenty of stuff to appeal to new listeners. It's a progressive album that has pushed the band beyond its initial limits. They're going into new territory, musically, and that's good. They're experimenting, they're seeing what works, they're seeing what doesn't. They're 
not resting on their laurels. They're not falling into a rut. It matches the lyrical content of exploration. And despite my initial reservations and initial reaction, I think this album is a good one, and I really hope it gains the band some more respect. It's easily to play off a band that looks like the Phenomenauts as a joke, but if Escape Velocity proves anything, is that you can have toilet paper guns and a robotic lead singer while still being genuine, intelligent, and serious. This is an album with a wide range of influences and sounds. Old fans of the band, like me, might need a few tries to really get into it, but stick with it. But for those of you who have never heard the band, if you're a fan of space elements in your music, or the type of sound that kind of mixes punk new wave, the sort of rock that was labeled alternative, but was more er, interesting than that, then you definitely want to pick up Escape Velocity. It's available at silversprocket.gostorego.com. And you can follow all things Phenomenal over at phenomenots.com. In support of the new album, the Phenomenauts released a video for this next song. Here now, Broken Robot Jerk by the Phenomenauts.
Brian Heiler, author of Rack Toys and co-host of Pod Stallions, and you're listening to Six Foot Plus for those who like it spooky. running in packs who learn the naked facts of life too young, just in clothes from cats like us. Don't tell me you've never rode a hot rod or had a late date in the second balcony. These girls shop online all hours of the night at catslikeus.com, and they get what they want. T-shirts, tight dresses, handbags, and more, these girls are dressed to kill. Too young to be careful, too tough to be afraid. I get my kicks at Cats Like Us, city of Tonawanda. Cats like us stuck.
We had music from Twin Guns and The Long Losts. Both bands will be playing this weekend at Otto's in New York City at the Midnight Monster Hop. I think it might be The Long Losts' first show in public, but don't quote me on that. Twin Guns are a different type of band, not really situated strictly in the horror universe of music, but that's okay. It's good to get some new blood into the show to draw in new types of people. Everyone should feel welcome to head on down to Otto's every last Saturday of the month. So if you can make it, come on down. Phantom Creep Theater will be there, and we might just end up all howling at the moon. The Madeira, that awesome band whose song Carpe Noctum you hear at the start and end of every episode of Six Foot Plus, will be releasing a live CD this month. 
It's not often that a surf band records a live album, but damn, it's gonna be awesome. Because the Madeira are awesome. Logic. <laughs> Here now, a song from their most recent record, Tribal Fires. This is the Madeira with Arcadian Voyage. Debbie Rashawn, and you are listening to the Six Foot Plus Podcast, baby. Listen up.
anti-world with the story of Lori. I hear whispers and rumblings about a potential resurrection of Peter Lori happening sometime this summer down at Coney Island. For those interested parties, you'll probably want to be around there sometime in the neighborhood of June 14th. If you happen not to be that into Lori, then you'll want to head north to the Cobra Club on the border of Queens and Brooklyn. There's going to be a huge Psychobilly event on June 14th with JJ Damage and the Bandits, Coffin Fly, The Bothers, The Spastics, Shiro and the Raw Dogs, Sean Coleman and the Quasars, and the Omega Men. Good food will be available for cheap with plenty to drink. So if you don't feel like taking the train down to Coney Island, you can chill with some friends and listen to some good tunes. I think this past week saw the birthdays of Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and Vincent Price. I can't really remember, and I should, because we had a whole episode dedicated to those three about two years ago. But the memory is not what it used to be, so I will have to join you in going back and listening to that episode. I think it was number five. Haha! <laughs> wow. But if you don't want to listen to it, well, I guess you're lazy, but I can understand. So here now, a trio of songs from Messerchups. Bony Feed and Surfing Wombats about Pete, Chris, and Vince. Who tries to stop me will die. Are you ready, dear? Yes, damn you. wife with champagne cork. Will you join me? No, thank you.
this is John Toddleman, co-creator of John Constantine, artist on Swamp Thing and Miracle Man, and you are listening to Six Foot Plus.
So, Surfing Wombats with Peter Cushing, Bony Feed, I Wanna Be Christopher Lee, and Vincent Price is Coming to Russia by Messer Chups. And we better get going ourselves. It's the end of the episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, don't forget to read Gravediggers Local 16, found online at gravediggerslocal.com. And talk to me during the week on Twitter, at six foot plus. That's the number six, F-T-P-L-U-S. But I've done enough talking on this episode, and I still have a lot of work to do. There is no rest for the wicked, and this summer is going to be a busy one for yours truly. But I'll definitely find time to gab at you next week, and if I happen to pass before then, rest assured, I'll find some way to haunt your home and bring you the creepiest sounds that can come from being a ghost. In that respect, here's one of my favorite songs from the Groovy Ghoulies. Until next time, dear listener, boo!
Plus, episode 107, subletting the house on Haunted Hill. This has been Six Foot Plus, a GDL 16 production. To support, subscribe, rate, review, and recommend Six Foot Plus. The theme song, Carpe Noctum, performed by the Madeira. Shivala, Yvonne. Urban Graveyard Lounge music, performed by Kava Khan. Mahalo. Monster Matt Patterson of the Monster Matt Minute can be found online at hahahorror.com. To find out about all the music you heard on this episode, as well as all past episodes and all those important links, go to Six Foot Plus. That's the number six, F-T-P-L-U-S dot com.